You're listening to episode 161 of the Master Your Mind, Business, and Life podcast. It's been a while since I've hit you with a Wednesday solo episode, and if you're new to the show, first of all, welcome, but also you're tuning in on a rare Wednesday where I'm not hosting a life mastery conversation with an expert. In fact, as a little spoiler alert, next week you're also getting a part two to this episode, though it will have a different title. The episodes flow together, and it'll likely be my last solo episode for 2021. If you were seeking some life mastery conversations, I hit you with so many goodies in July from Hollywood actress Brianne Davis, who shared her story of being a love and sex addict in recovery, to our yearly energy updates and forecast episodes with experts in astrology, numerology, and even twin flames. These energy updates give us insight for the overall energy for the collective for the remaining half of 2021. Today's episode, we're talking about the nine-year life cycle, what it means spiritually and also religiously, and how this has played out for me and my life recently. Before I hit you with all of this, here's your little reminder that we've got podcast merch. That's right. You can rep your favorite podcast with our signature t-shirts, long sleeve tees, tanks, hoodies, stickers, and mugs just by going to mindbizlife.com and click on the shop section. Remember that when you get your order, I want to see what you got. So DM me your photos or tag me in them at MindBizLife. All right. Are you ready for a little life lesson and a life update? You know what to do. Tune in. Turn it up. Let's go. You're listening to Master Your Mind, Business, and Life. Conversations with everyday world shifters, truth seekers, and rule breakers. Here's your host, Lauren Smith. Hello, my friends, and welcome back to another episode. I can't even remember the last time I did a full solo episode. I'm actually trying to rack my brain on the last time I did one. But I can say with a fact that the last time I recorded a solo Wednesday episode, I was living in a completely different state nearly 900 miles away. And this is my first episode being recorded in my new home. I don't really have an office set up yet. My new house has insanely high and beautiful ceilings, which are aesthetically amazing, but not so great for recording, a lot of echo. So I'm going to be playing around with where I record. Today I'm in my walk-in closet, but I think I may try an episode outside for next week's episode. Shake it up a bit now that I have this amazing view of the Massanutten Mountain Ridge in the heart of the Shenandoah Valley. And yes, if you missed it, I am no longer in Florida. Three weeks ago, my family and I left our version of paradise and we moved to Virginia. This move was not expected and not fully embraced by our family in the beginning. And while I actually am going to share more details about the unraveling of this move and the insane turn of events that led us here, I first want to talk about symbolism and reflection through life cycles. So on May 11th, 2012, my little family and I moved from Maryland to Florida, really on a whim. It was our chance at a fresh start. I was right out of college. My oldest daughter was only two, and it felt like the perfect time to lay our foundation elsewhere. Nine years later, on July 11th, back with that 11, 2021, my little family and I moved from Florida to Virginia also on a whim, though it wasn't in the same energy that took us to Florida nine years previously. 
Now, like I said, the full story is actually going to be shared next week, and I don't want to sound too cryptic in this episode by not sharing all of the details. So let me give you some of the meat and potatoes of the story, and then next week, I'll give you all of the sides and desserts, okay? So the home that we lived in in Florida was one that we rented from the moment that we moved there. We originally intended to buy the home after a few years, and then all these dozens of problems began to happen within the home. And these weren't small problems. They were big. But because our rent was significantly cheaper than everything else on the market, it was also insanely close to our kids' school, and we had the best yard of anyone I knew in our area. So we just chose to deal with the not-so-greatness of the failing house, I guess you could say, and we just really dealt with it. The just dealing part of that ended in April when our landlords of nine years sent a letter stating that they were terminating our lease. We later learned that they planned to build a house behind the house that we were living in, but they sold the house that they were living in and they needed a home. That was a lot to say. I hope hope you're still with me. Anyway, we had to leave by July 14th. So in the midst of looking for a new place, my mentor and friend, Sheryl Turner, kept reminding me that this is part of a nine-year cycle. I should also mention that we were looking for a new house in Florida for weeks, literally. So Sheryl is telling me this is part of your nine-year cycle, and she was also a huge proponent of us moving, quote-unquote, home, reminding me that going home is biblical. Now, real hometown home is still 90 minutes north of my current home, but I once lived in this area in college, and it's always kind of felt like home to me. I've heard many times through many of my conversations with spirituals and experts in various topics like astrology, numerology, life and death, metaphysics, and beyond, that there is a significance with the nine-year cycle. You often hear that cats have nine lives, though one of my Brazilian friends shared with me that in Brazil, cats only have seven lives. I don't really know why, but I still laugh about that one. But the number nine is also associated with the Chinese dragon, a symbol of magic and power. There are nine forms of the dragon, and it's described in the terms of nine attributes and its nine children. In Christianity, the number nine symbolizes divine completeness or conveys the meaning of finality, as Christ died in the ninth hour. Nine represents the fruits of God's Holy Spirit, as stated in Galatians 5.22-23, which are faithfulness, gentleness, goodness, joy, kindness, long-suffering, love, peace, and self-control. In numerology, it is believed that every person goes through a nine-year cycle continuously. We've talked about this in episodes with practical numerologist Felicia Bender when mostly discussing our personal year numbers, universal year numbers, but each cycle has an energetic meaning and symbolism tied to it. Each cycle lasts a year. As one nine-year cycle is completed, then a new one begins. So to break down what these are, let's just kind of go through them with one word. So one, beginning. Two, connecting, three, creating, four, building, five, changing, six, nurturing, seven, re-evaluating, eight, expanding, nine, completing. So nine is the final year of the nine-year cycle, and completion or closures are really the key words for those years. And this is the time to come to terms with all that you've accomplished during that current cycle. So while my personal year number in a 
numerology this year is six. It's all about nurturing. I just completed a personal nine-year cycle in regards to my life and where I physically lived. So when thinking in terms of cycles, it's important to us to tune into reflection mode. Asking yourself questions and answering them with honesty is a great journal practice to aid in awareness and reflection of your growth. I chose to do this and I want to share my prompts with you so that you can kind of evaluate where you are in life. If something big has happened to you in the past nine years, uh, maybe you're in year six or maybe you're right at year nine or hey, maybe it's already happened and you feel like you're starting a new life cycle over again at one, check it out. It's also really good to figure out your current life cycle um, number and see where you are in that as well. Felicia Bender breaks that down on our previous episode with her just a couple weeks ago. So one question that I journaled on was, how did everything work out as you think back to year one when you laid down the foundation? My response, building the foundation in year one was hard. In fact, I'm unsure the full foundation was even laid until year three. But that first year taught me independence on a level I hadn't experienced, which is something I craved in the moment. Did everything work out as I thought? No, it worked out better. I hadn't imagined moving 900 miles away from my family and being immersed into a friends group that treated us like family. I hadn't imagined the epic adventures that we would take and the things that we would see and experience. I hadn't imagined becoming a mom again. But yep, I birthed a Florida native. And I certainly hadn't imagined that I would surrender with one business to start another. The next question that I journaled on is, are you closer to your goals? My answer, my goals are evolving and changing, sometimes daily. But one goal that has remained the same is a life full of freedom and abundance. I live this goal, and my definition of freedom and abundance continues to be redefined as I grow as a person. But every day, I feel like I'm closer to that goal. The last question is, are you living your passion? And, you know, I actually didn't answer that one. To be completely honest, it's sitting here on my screen still. And I think in this moment, I I can say yes, but there are times where I question myself. And to me, I think my passions are changing as I'm growing. And that's okay to admit. Um, I know my real passions are healing and helping others heal. And for that, I think I can fully say yes, I am living my passion Um, But there may be some areas in life where I need to live a little bit more loud and boldly when it comes to my passions. By examining our cycles, we are also examining our growth. And I'm here to remind you that growth isn't always loud, backed with an Olympic gold medal. Sometimes growth is walking away from a toxic relationship. Sometimes growth is setting boundaries. Sometimes growth is saying no. Sometimes growth is changing a habit. Sometimes growth is simply recognizing and being grateful for the journey. I would love for you to examine the last nine years of your life. And maybe if you feel like you've just turned the page or you're in a new chapter of life, set some goals, visualize what you want this chapter to look like and write it down. That way in nine years from now, you can evaluate then versus now. Next week, I am not only sharing the story of the move, I'm sharing how this house and this move was outlined in a medium reading over one year before it even happened. There's also a ton of other wildly amazing things that aligned with this move, but before I shared the story, I really wanted to make sure that both myself and you 
took a second to appreciate the cycles of life. Wherever you are in life, remember that you're worthy of everything you desire and more. If you enjoyed this episode, share it with a friend and be sure to leave the podcast a five-star rating and review on Apple Podcasts or wherever it is that you tune in and turn it up. I'll see you back here on Friday, but until then, remember, every level of life is an opportunity to grow. Be well, my friend.